Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 113. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before we get into the nuggets, we're going to eat some fries. Starting with social media. If you guys want to find us on social media, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Color Me Dead Pod. We check it about once every sixty days. Um, sorry, the only <laughs> at reason, a good at a good time. The only reason I really get on there is to check on one of our listeners, and his name is Jer Barton. And oh. I have had several conversations with him. Several conversations with him. I like the shit out of this guy. He was a, a graveyard, like a third shifter. Mm-hmm. And he's out on the Wasatch Front-ish area. Like, so he's Utah too. Um, and he's one of our Patreons. Yeah, I was going to so, say. I know that name from Patreon. Yes. And so I really only get on Twitter for him. Ah, I forget about it because... I, and I know that there's a lot of people on Twitter and I'm not trying to avoid anybody. I'm not trying... I'm just saying that, like, I suck as a human being. I don't really enjoy Twitter. But you can find us there. You can. It overwhelms me. It emails us if you message us, so just at least know that much. <laughs> I mean, if you really want us there, do message that. us, I guess. Um, You can find us on Instagram at Color Me Dead Podcast or Color Me Dead Angel. And Gory underscore Nikki. You can find us Facebook... Color Me Dead podcast or the Color Me Dead podcast group. And that is getting deep. It's hilarious. Every time I have to approve shit, I'm dying. Like, I'm fucking laughing. I don't always go back and find them because it's hard for me to go find them. So it's a lot. If I've approved your shit, that means I've laughed at it. And I like, like, I've it. seen it. I visualized yeah. it. I may not have gotten to like it. I but try to... <laughs> when I try to go back and find it, it never comes back up on my shit. And I'm like, fuck it can, you. It, it's going to be difficult. It is. Um, if you guys like would like to send us anything, you can send it to P.O. Box 1610, Vernal, Utah, 84078. Yeesh. Check us out at dead. You can go there to listen to episodes, shop the bazaar, look at our sponsors, listen to our sister shows, brother and sisters. Brother, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, pump up the volume. Oh. <laughs> um, go check out some of the other shows. If you guys would like to donate to our Patreon, you can do that there, or you can do it at Patreon. Um, thank you to our examinators, Melissa Morgan and Sharon Hoffman. You're bad asses. I thank have you some, to all of our yeah, Patreons. I have some new shit I need to send out. Sweet. We got some. We got some few more. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying so, to think of a good way to say, to like plug the Patreon. Go to our Patreon. I can't think of anything, but I'll think of it throughout the. I episode. need like a, I need a button on my stupid soundboard. Go to Patreon. It's like, if you want to donate to the Patreon, just know that we are trying our damnedest to get extra content out. I know that other people are better at this than us. <laughs> um, we're trying to get new perks ordered and get those sent out to everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Yes. Right now, it's like a scheduling thing. We're trying to get used to Angel's new work schedule and, and you know, to be able to record. And once we can get some shit together... We can get some extra content out. And I'm really having a fucking hard time with the Patreon website uploading episodes. Like yes. the other day I uploaded one and I uploaded a different one. Even though it showed me on mine that I uploaded I the right one. And then somebody was like, uh, I think you did the so-so. I'm like, no, the so-so is the one I've been trying to do for two fucking days, but it wouldn't let me upload it. And then it uploaded that and told me it was the other one. I was like, God damn it. Oh, God. 
God. Why? Why? So I'm trying. It's not from lack of trying. I'm right? trying. I'm working on it. God damn it. <laughs> If you guys want to get some merch, check us out at colormedeadpod.threadless.com. Go there. Yes. Um, also, again, thanks to the lovely lady who does custom things at Le Gras. You are awesome. You can find her on Instagram at yes. Le Gras Creations. Yes. Um, she's on Facebook. I think it's also Le Gras Creations. She does custom cups. I've posted mine on my Instagram um, both of mine I posted. Yes. I didn't post the three that she did for my children, and I sh- I will get to that because they are fucking amazing. You posted yours too, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But she just put out some th- cute as fuck for fall, and she does custom t-shirts. Yes. What else? So, all the things. What else? She got custom cups. <laughs> what else? Custom shirts. What else? And yeah, they're they're amazing. Everything is custom made. Hand fucking custom made. <laughs> All right, guys. Here's the scoop. I had asked you guys on a thread on the group page about perhaps we would touch bases on another polygamy episode. Dee 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 dee. So, polygamy. Um, I used a transcription app to do voice to text. Okay. Um, unfortunately, there was a situation in which the ladies no longer felt comfortable coming into studio and having their voices recorded. Well, met up with them, put on the app, asked questions. Unfortunately, some of it was scrambled all to shit because they either talked at the same time or the app picked up other voices or noise. We totally should have done voice changer app. Fuck! God damn it. Why did we think of this after the fact? They could have been like the dude on Scream. Hello, right. Sydney. <laughs> I would, I, that would have been awesome. I know. So I think that I have it pretty well, like, picked apart and put together. Um, they didn't want to go into studio for some of the fears they had about being recognized and possibly outed. Right. So I will let you know up front, okay, before we... Dig into the middle of this polygamy casserole. This did not go over well, and it did not end on a good note. And that is okay. I am okay with that. I've made my peace with that. I probably should have done a better job of filtering and wording things, but I also feel like my ladies, who may or may not listen to this, and if you do, we've already talked about this, but... There were some hurt feelings at the end of this. And then for that part, I'm sorry. But. Yeah, that was never an intention. That was not hurt. my intended purpose. It's to educate, not hurt. Yes. So here we have Polygamy Q&A, episode number 113. Here we go. It's a little different. It is a little different. Because there's not so much. It's not a crime. This is not. Okay, so before we. Yeah, let's go ahead and. and put that out there. This is not really true crime, guys. Mm -mm. We had to buy ourselves a little bit of wiggle room for a good chunk that's coming up that really is true crime. Oh my God, you're going to trust us. You're going to need this fucking break. So you guys have asked us, please cover this person. Please cover this person. We have heard you. (laughs) We have to have time to read books, watch documentaries, um, 
and put everything together. Trust me, when you guys have, like, you reach out to us afterwards and you say, oh my God, I did not know that about that episode. Thank you for putting that detail in there. Thank you for doing the research. Thank you for acknowledging that. Now, it takes us a minute to put all that together because on top of having full-time jobs as podcasters, we are also full-time parents. I have a full-time job outside of being a mom and wife and Nikki is a full-time single mother. <laughs> All right, guys. So polygamy Q&A. You like to hit? Hit go. So to begin this episode, there was a question that Sarah wanted us to... Sarah N. That's, that's number one. Well, it's not necessarily... She wanted to know... Oh, that's who asked it. Sorry. Yeah, she was like, Karen, hello, Sarah. Uh, The difference between the FLDS, literally polygamy. Just kidding. No, here's the thing, okay? That's kind of the biggest um, segregating factor between the FLDS and the LDS. The LDS are Latter-day Saints of the Church of Jesus Christ, okay? Now... The FLDS are the fundamentalists that follow the principle. And when I say the principle, that is legitimately polygamy. Right. And even though people joke about um, Utah being all, like, if you're Mormon, you're a polygamist, you're not. So the, the the living the polygamist lifestyle was something that was renounced over a century ago. Mm hmm There are a lot of other differences in the practice of religion, too. Um, Like, the FLDS still believe in blood atonements. They still believe in shunning, arranged marriages, things of that nature. And when I say arranged marriages, we're talking, like, half-brothers and sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, that kind of shit. The FLDS don't really participate in regular life, like elections. Now, if you look at the FLDS and you know anything about them, they actually think that their prophet is the president of the United States. Like, they're, who was Warren Jeffs, okay? They were under the impression, they had been brainwashed to believe that Warren Jeffs was literally like, he was the Messiah, okay? He was the president of the Mm -hmm. United States. All of their history, all of their education, everything that they knew Like, it was all-encompassing Warren Jeffs being the be-all, end-all to... Everything. Everything. Um, They think that outsiders are unworthy, which is why they stay in compounds. They have their own cities, like Colorado City, Hildell, Utah. There are certain places where the FLDS go. Like, if you go to Colorado City, beware, bitch. You're going to fucking see the God Squad, and it is heinous as shit. So I decided... This was several years ago. I decided to take a trip down south, okay, and go to Hilldale. Yeah. Hilldale, not as heinous as Colorado City, which is just across the border, okay, on the Arizona Arizona side. If you go fucking about in Colorado City, which is 100% polygamist owned, operated, and inhabited, they have what they call the God Squad. And these are armed no shit. They are armed fucking bullies that drive around. They will run you off the road. They will follow you and they will scare you out of town. I, okay, I might be wrong. So don't take that. This is just like a little bit of what I've heard from somebody. And I might have remembered it wrong. Isn't there somewhere like this around San Angelo, Texas? Yeah. 
And it, it, I heard the same kind of things. And I've never been there, so I've never seen it. But it, yeah, I heard the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. you don't... You don't go in there. So in Colorado City, they actually have a group of gentlemen, um, ages 15 and up, that they roam around in 4x4, large four-wheel drive vehicles. They will follow you. They will brandish weapons. They will try to run you off the road. They try to scare you out of town. You are not welcome there. No. Now, some things have changed. Um, There's actually, they have opened up a pizzeria slash brewery. Oh. Right there, Hildale. It's like Hildale slash Colorado City-ish area. They were like, well, we might as well capitalize on two things that go very well together. Pizza and beer. And we want to kind of un do some of the bad press and like mm-hmm. relationships that have been established. I was like, super fucking cool. I'm all about it. I'll come eat your pizza. I don't I don't drink the beers anymore. But I'll smell it. I'll smell your beers. You know what? That's the best part about beer though is the smell. I really don't miss beer. Mm. I know that I some like days it. on like a really hot day, sometimes a beer was pretty fucking tasty. I never, like, that was the worst time that I ever wanted a beer is when it was warm. But I never really drank beer. I I wasn't, like, a big beer drinker. But anyway, that being said, a lot of people mistakenly lump FLDS polygamous in with the LDS Mormon faith. Faith. The F in FLDS is fundamentalist. Not they, faith. Not Sorry. faith. <laughs> no, I said faith. Faith? The F in FLDS. Not faith. Not faith. Sorry. It's faith. Got a broke tooth. Faith. 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 I thought you said faith the one time, so I was like... I, perhaps. And then I you know. said the F and FLDS. I was like, oh, God, I can't. Sorry. So, sorry about that. Um, they strictly adhere to what was the original tenet of being a Mormon, um, which was being a polygamist. While the LDS church has disowned that practice... The reason many people associate Mormonism with polygamy is the church did support what they called plural marriage up until 1890. Joseph Smith induced, induced, introduced plural marriage early in the history of the church as a result of a revelation from God. Three is the magic number of wives, okay? And now, perhaps you guys will take a moment to... Google, get on Wikipedia, and look up some things. Because when it comes to LDS religion, there are things that you are not going to be educated on by a member of the church unless you are looking to convert and be Mm -hmm. a member of the church, okay? That being said, three is the magic number of wives to get into, like, the celestial kingdom. The kingdom is where Jesus Christ resides and only the most righteous have access. Basically, you have to live the faith, accept the teaching, the covenants, tithe, and such things. Now, there are degrees of glory. Now, this is where I got a little frustrated and upset, and I will tell you why. Um, One of the girls did apologize and said, I'm sorry someone hurt your feelings like that. That is not right. My family is pretty hardcore LDS on my maternal side. Mm-hmm. After my grandfather passed away, who was basically the only real father figure I had in my life, um, I was pretty crushed and devastated. And so were my brothers. 
Um, that is probably the hardest hitting death I've faced in my life outside of my dog, which oh. I really hate to liken my dog to a person, but fuck you is was. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so when my grandfather passed away, um, I was only 12 years old and my mom and I moved to a, our own home and I had continued to try and be active in the church. Um, because my mom was a single mom, my mom also was a drinker and a smoker. There were lots of things that made her an outcast and subsequently put a target on me. And that is an unfortunate byproduct of a lot of people. That's how it was in Utah. In Utah. When I lived with my dad and we went to church and I was, I was fine over there. But when I lived with my mom, we didn't, we didn't go to church. We weren't in it. And we were like literally known as inactive like, that's what you yeah. are, oh, he's an inactive <laughs> yeah. member or she, or they they don't go to church. It's like you've been shut. Like you, you are. You have been labeled as kind of, like, you haven't necessarily been shunned, but you have definitely been marked, dude, as, like, unworthy, so mm-hmm. to speak. You are an inactive. And yeah, you're, ooh, she's an active. Well, that's, luckily, fuck. my neighbors, they're all, like, really, really religious. Mm-hmm. And I wondered about that with my kids, but... They aren't like that. They're so good. They it go has, over there and play for hours and hours. It has come a long way. Um, so my grandpa dies. My grandpa was a very good man. He was an excellent person. My grandmother and my grandfather have been sealed in the temple and for all eternity. And anyway, I go to church. Um, I go to a I go to a young women's thing um, for in the church. <clears throat> I'm having a rough go. I was discriminated against by a lot of mothers. And there were some girls that liked to pick on me and push me. And then when I would retaliate and push back, then it was my fault. Mm-hmm. And I was the bad kid. Um, that being said, at one point, one of the mothers decided to pull me aside and let me know that when I die, if I am not a, what's the word I'm looking for? A reverent, pious young woman. If I don't adhere to the faith, if I don't tithe, if I am not worthy, that I will never see my grandfather in heaven because he will be on a different, finger quote, level of heaven. And that I will be unworthy to go to his level and he can come to mine to see me in heaven, but usually people that are that worthy don't waste their time coming down to those lower levels. This is when I decided to say, fuck the LDS church. I was no longer interested in your teachings. I was no longer interested in participating. Anybody that takes an opportunity to take a jab at a 13-year-old girl when their grandfather has recently passed and emotionally manipulate somebody like that. Essentially what happened was I took a table it was a little fold-out table. It wasn't anything impressive. I pulled a fucking Real Housewife of New Jersey, and flipped, flipped the motherfucker, and was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're all right. Well, why do you I'm say out. that to people when they're, but that's, they feel like that that's their. That's how they do it. Or she did it. I shouldn't say they. I'm not going to lump everybody into a group. But No, but there are many that, there should, are. that go into that group. Now, that being said, that is when I walked away from the LDS church. I have never had any desire whatsoever to participate, to go, <coughs> to be active, and I never fucking will. Um, also, 
So when my friend was like, I'm really sorry that somebody did that, that wasn't right. I agree. It wasn't. But you know what? I have since moved on. It is what it is. But fuck that. I will never, like, I will never walk into an LDS church willingly ever again. Um, for those of you that are curious, tithing is a percentage of your income, your money that you pay to the church. That is something that it's kind of like when you pass the collection plate. Okay. It goes to pay for churches, literature, things of that nature. And the LDS church, it's a uh, 10% minimum. Yes. Of, of your, every check. Of every check. All the money you get, any money you get, 10%. 10%. I even had to do it with my allowance. Oh, that's fucked up. Dead serious. Okay. Well, Polygamous versus FLDS versus polyamorous, because this was something else that we needed to separate. And first, technically, polyamory is multiple loves, okay? Polygamy is multiple spouses, and polygamy is rooted deeply in religion, okay? Polyamory is a form of consensual non-monogamy, okay? With emotionally intimate relationships among multiple people that can be sexual or romantic, but in polyamory, men and women have multiple relationships. For polygamy, it is heterosexual only. Polygamy is marriage. It's not just a relationship. Yeah. So for polygamy, excuse me, for polygamists, polyamory is viewed as a lack of commitment to faith, God, and family. Their religion plays a large factor in the choice to live plural marriage. And there are a lot of people that think that polygamists are just a bunch of gross old men preying on young women. And that's kind of one, that is one of the large portions of what they wanted to clear up today. Yeah, which I understand because it's like clearing up the whole, just because we live in Utah, we're not. Yeah. We're not polygamous, but it's a little bit grosser in their way. <laughs> right? Grosser? Grosser? Word? Yes. Okay. More gross. Sometimes I say, sometimes I say things and I'm like, is that a word? I don't know. Itself? Fucking my fair lady. <laughs> the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plains. Good God. I need people that live in my house to see that movie so when I quote (laughs) it, they fucking know what I'm talking about. Swallowed one. (laughs) Love that movie. Me too. Uh, Also, something that you guys should know. Modern day polygamists live in your neighborhoods. They have kids in your school. You see them at work. You just see them like they're exactly like you guys in just about every way. They don't wear the garb. They don't homeschool their kids. They don't have the long hair. The, which, oh, God, I burped. Wow. I will explain the long hair thing as well. Um, they have jobs. They have kids in public school. They're members of the PTA. We don't, you know, they don't arrange marriages or force them. They're allowed to show their ankles. They laughed about that. That is like a real thing. It is. Let me ask you a question since yes. I wasn't there. <clears throat> um, I don't, I'm not trying to compare them to anything. Right. I just want to know, because in my mind, this is how it works. Like okay. the movie, the TV show Sister Wives, mm-hmm. that's how I view them, because it's so, their kids go to school, they right. go to real school, mm-hmm. They the moms all just kind of live in a different house with their kids. When they were in Utah, they had one big house, but when they moved to Vegas, the right. they just kind of lived in a neighborhood together. It <clears throat> It very much is what you see on TV for the most part. 
They on have that show, not on, on, on Sister Wives, on like Big Love, on you know that kind of thing. Oh yeah, it is. It is. If you guys are unfamiliar with that, Big Big Love was a TV show on HBO, and they joked about that. Sister Wives, they don't necessarily support Sister Wives for a couple of different reasons, mostly just because they monetized right their yeah and that's not cool like that 100% is not cool to a lot of people it's not cool but it was also uh eye opening like it it, it was. i learned a lot from it it was it was eye opening and i think for that like for that part alone right that was probably a, a really good thing but yeah they they highly frown on monetizing your relationship with god and your like exposing right. people just because it is illegal and it is like it is a punishable offense and so there are a lot of things about polygamy that you know going on tv and making a show out of it probably wasn't your best choice well and for those who don't know i'm sure everybody does but it is not legal in utah to be a polygamist no no, it's not all right when i started this um there are two there were two girls with me okay they're Number let's one sh- and number two. Let's just get into this. Okay. Yes. I'm going to ask the questions. Nikki is going to respond and she will respond accordingly to whoever responded. I hope and that I'm, makes sense. I'm literally going to call them number one and number two. Like one says this, two said this. Okay. I asked, are you ready to answer these questions? Number one says, yeah, I think so. Number two says, heck yeah, I think this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> hmm. Well. Well. Where's your soundboard? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> what do you want me to call you guys since we cannot interview you? Number one says, you can call me Lynn. It's my middle name. And number two says, I'll just go by two if that's okay. However, side note, I'm going to do number one and number two. Totally, totally fine by me. Okay, if that's what you prefer, can you tell me why you opted out of being recorded? Two says, we know a lot of your listeners. Uh, we know a lot of your listeners are local, and we don't want to say anything that might be recognized like our voices. That would be bad for us. We almost backed out totally because my husband said there are people that can find out who we are really easy on Facebook and stuff. We don't want our dads or moms or brothers and sisters involved. Number one says, I cannot risk the safety of my family, and I want to clear up some stuff, but not at the risk of my family. Like, I wasn't even there. That's how much... I don't know who they are. Yeah. Yes. It... Some of the questions that were asked from locals are what scared the shit out of them the most. Right. Because it was pretty obvious that people know a lot of other polygamists, even like where they live. And let's face it, we live in a small enough town that if you know where somebody lives and you can identify, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chances are you might recognize a voice. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> I said, I understand. Thanks for agreeing to do this much. There was a third. Two says she was really insulted by one of the questions and decided this was not for her. I see. What question was it? Number one says there were more than one, but the one that made her quit was the one about 
who benefits from this kind of relationship. She said that was really rude and that if you were to walk up to a regular couple and say that, or a lesbian or gay couple, it wouldn't be received well and why should it be? Don't you think that is implying unkind things? How would you like it if someone came up to you and said, who benefits from this type of marriage? I said, I'll have to text her and apologize. There are a lot of people that have no clue how this works, you know. I don't I don't think I would like that to be said to me in the way that you said it. It sounds like there's implied evil and it's kind of condescending. They both nodded and I don't think they cared for that question either. Uh, yeah, I didn't... It was, I mean... So if you were to walk up to me and Spencer and a polygamist or a lesbian couple or a, a a gay couple walked up and they're like, who benefits from this type of marriage? Okay. Now flip that around. You walk up to two dads or two moms, you know what I mean? With their family. And they're like, so who benefits from this type of marriage? The, the reality is you both benefit. Nobody benefits more than the other person, in my opinion. Yeah. So I could see where, yeah, that was, yeah, that was not received well. No. Was it meant to be cruel or unkind or anything else? No, I really don't think it was. But it is what it is. Question number one. Okay. What is the most difficult thing about growing up in a polygamous family? Do you plan on living the polygamy lifestyle? Number one said, I didn't get sleepovers and I really wanted to. There were games that I saw on TV for girls sleepovers, like called Dream Phone, where you had to figure out who the guy was that liked you. And I never got to play that. She was really upset by this. I get it because I felt the same way, but only for different reasons. I, right. was, I was just fucking, you know, <laughs> backwoods. What do you call it? Shy. That's the word. Number two, it was hard sometimes because we didn't tell anyone, and if we did, it was bad. We were always told that our dad would go to prison and the kids would get taken away, which isn't exactly true, but we understand more now. The birthday parties were difficult, like only once in a while did we get to do them with friends from school. The dynamic is weird with the multiple moms. We get treated differently by other wives. Not bad, but, um, not bad, but different, but we still obey like they are our mom. They are our moms. Yes. And number one said, we are uh, we are from a polygamous family and we are open to plural marriage, but we have not added, an, uh, added other wives. Dating in plural marriage is hard sometimes. I can imagine. God. Yeah. And number two said, I haven't found another woman worthy of my family yet. That would be a task. Yeah, so That's when your I, family, you want to bring somebody good in, right? Um, so when I when I asked, I'm like, "What do you mean worthy?" She's like, "Well, I have to have somebody that is, you know, adhering to the faith, to the principles, to the covenants. Somebody that is coming to the table who is like, I, I hate to put it this way, but like pure, chaste, right? Worthy, you know." Number two question. Number two. Number two. <clears throat> 
Do people really have to escape if they don't want to be part of that lifestyle anymore? And if so, why? Number one says some people do. Yeah. Basically, if you were like born into a polygamous family that is FLDS or like the Kingston clan, then you don't have a choice as to how you proceed in your life. Your marriages will be arranged. You will live plural and you will abide by clan law rules. The order can rule your life every step in life and unless you run that is your fate even if you do run you can still get brought back like by force or by threats or bribes or simply reinforcing the brainwashing Mm -hmm. the cops can only do so much against big big clans like that when i asked them to um expand on the order two number two says those are the head honchos of the kingston clan Like, that's what they call their organization. The brainwashing goes deeper than any of you will ever understand. It starts at birth. Most people, mostly women, will go back after they run because of the emotional and mental control the clan has over them. Uh, Number one says, we were always given a choice, of course. Our family would prefer for us to adhere to the LDS faith, but we don't have to live plural marriage. If any of us decided not to live the faith, well, I am sure there would be a lot of strong feelings, but we wouldn't be shunned, like kicked away and not allowed to return. We picked our spouses. Right. So number two was she explained, she said, my husband and I, um, her husband converted to the LDS faith after they dated and became serious. He is still unsure about plural marriage. She said that she was unsure about plural marriage. They are open to the practice of the principle, but she, she's like, I could be open to dating. And I was like, well, what do you consider dating? Because that is a whole different ball of wax. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when we go on dates, not the same shit. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you, what do you mean dating? And she said, spending time together, learning about each other, attending church together, going for walks, dinners, sometimes movies. There is nothing uh, more than hand-holding or hugs, though. No kissing or heavy petting. I lost my shit at heavy petting. I know. I love heavy petting. It's possibly my most favorite. I mean, if we're going to refer to, like, what what, what people refer to as outer course, heavy petting. Like, so... You're, you're not allowed to dry fuck yourselves into oblivion, I guess. I guess not. Which is good. <laughs> oh, question number three. Sorry. There's no heavy petting. There's no second base. No, no. There's Third not even a base. first base. We ain't even fucking playing baseball, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number three. How do you share emotionally? And this was like, I'm like, how do you share emotionally? Well, they both looked at me and shrugged because number one said... I'm sure there are hardships, but neither of us have faced them yet, and our moms don't talk to us about that kind of stuff. When I asked, I'm like, so what do you mean? Like, you guys, like, are you guys related? Like, for the record? She said, we're half-sisters. We have the same dad, but different moms. We were born about six months apart. Damn. Yeah, and we 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 will go deeper into that as well. Number two says, our dad has four wives. There are 18 kids total. Mm-hmm. You asked. Oh, I said, who is older and from which wife? Number two says, I'm older from the first wife. Lynn, or no, number one, aka Lynn, is younger from the second wife. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so 18 kids total. Can you break that down for us? Number one says 18 kids total. Wife number one had two. Boy and a girl. That's her mom. Wife number two had six kids. That's my mom. There were four girls and two boys. Then wife number three had eight children and only one of them has a girl. Wife number four has two girls. That sounds basically like my family. <laughs> when I'm Did, trying to explain people yeah. <laughs> to people how all the kids came in. Right. That's I about guess, how I feel. Well, God, I looked at them. I'm like, Jesus, that's so many. All the many. I cannot fathom that many kids all over the place. <laughs> Two says it was a lot. Sometimes I think that there should have been fewer at a time. I said, I thought, I thought the purpose was to have as many as God gave you. Two says, yes, uh, not like fewer, period. Like fewer um, at one time, more spread out. Sometimes there were too many at the same time. I said, I got you. So like a lot of bottles and a lot of diapers. And she said, and a lot of clothes to make too. Now, that being said, when, when it comes to problematic situations of emotional sharing or jealousies, Sister wives discuss that amongst the sisters. Like they don't, they don't express that type of thing. Anything to do with their marriage, any woes or whatever, that is not something that is discussed in front of or with their children. That yeah. is, that is a covenant that you have with God and your spouses. So where we, you know, growing up, our moms would sometimes be like, meh. And complain about their husband. That Your does, father. Yeah. That does not happen in this family. Generally in the polygamist setting, you don't share out, like, if it is a marital thing between your, not between, <laughs> amongst your spouses, that is amongst mm-hmm. your spouses. And yeah. Um, question number four. Other than the obvious legal ramifications, what do you see as the difference between polygamy and polyamory? Do you think with younger generations trying to normalize polyamory that there will be a softened view of polygamy? Or will the stigma of the word not allow that? We kind of covered this in the beginning of the episode as far as the difference. Difference, Okay. And this is our two said people get wadded up over polyamory. Um, almost as much as polygamy. Maybe it will die down like in 20 to 30 years. LOL. (laughs) My dad said that polyamory is basically polygamy without the commitment. You're basically doing the same thing, but without God's permission and the principle. Like you're just breeding the common cats and dogs while pretending. What? Sorry. The way that she said, she's like, you're basically doing the same thing without God's permission. Like, you're just breeding, like, common cats and dogs. And pretending to be faithful. Ooh. So, that's when I looked at her and I said, you know, that comment will not be appreciated by some of my listeners. We do have polyamory listeners. Polyamorous listeners. listeners. I'm not going to lie. That's when I learned about... I, that's when I learned the differences when we got listeners. Mm-hmm. They explained it to me. Because yeah. I really didn't know the difference. I... I knew the difference, but only because I have polygamous friends. But um, that being said, when she said, you're just breeding like common cats and dogs, I'm like, that's not going to go over well. 
And so this is when number one says, it's not like some of your listeners took any time for appreciation in their questions. <sighs> yeah, that's when I asked her, would you like to scrap this project? We can stop right now. You guys obviously have a chip on your shoulder about some of this, and I don't want to ca- keep having to squash these tensions. And two said, okay, some of your listeners won't like it, so what? Said I was just making a statement. And she said, so was I. Um, I'll let you explain this part. So there was some back and forth between the two girls, and I really thought that we were going to go ahead and scrap the project at this point, and they kind of chilled out. There's clearly some rustled fucking feathers over this whole thing, and there's some questions that they are still mad about. And just for the record, we are not saying anything but us as Angel and Nikki about polygamy or polyamory. Neither at way. all. Like that is not my opinion. That is yeah. Um number one nope, it's a question. Sorry, I was trying to go You're back. Okay. I'm trying to bring up old shit. <laughs> question number five. What are some of the harmful stereotypes you would like to take the time to squash? Number one says, yay me, I get to go first. Our husbands are not sex fiends looking to hump all women or young girls. Our kids do not suffer by any means. We do not abuse or take advantage of the state or federal system. We are not a legion of perverted old pedophiles. We don't force our will on our children. We are not warped-minded freaks of Utah. I can... I... (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you say yours. I, so I got fixated on the word humping mm-hmm. and I said, humping, did you say hump? And she said, don't be uncouth. Do you know how long it's been since I've heard the word uncouth? And then I felt bad for being like laughing. Well, do you know how long it's been since I've heard the word humping? I lost my shit. But I get where humping? they're... Did you say hump? Did you say hump? <laughs> I get where they're coming from because the Warren Jeffs of the world right. um, give them a wrong name, it, a bad name, and that's not what they're about at all. No. I said... I apologize for being uncouth. I said, I'm sorry. It's what I do. I said, uh, you said our husbands, like yours and hers. Are you speaking on behalf of all polygamist women? Can you elaborate on abusing the state? Like, what do you mean? And she said, I mean, like, for non-FLDS polygamous ladies, I think they would say the same as me about their husband. And then uh, some polygamous families will apply for state assistance and abuse abuse it. How about abuse it? Like, well, the state. they, They will apply to the state for assistance and abuse it. How about we read it the right way? Some oh polygamous God. families. Okay, so maybe you should try this about six or seven times. Six or seven times. <laughs> about the seventh time, I like to say it right. Yes, I have been speaking to my family like that for the last four days. Oh God. <laughs> okay, let me try this again. Okay. And then some polygamous families will apply for state assistance and abuse it, like welfare, money, or money for food. And I think that's really wrong. Or state assistance for utility help, insurance for medical or tax stuff. Because, like, technically, this is this is my words, not her. Technically, they're single moms. They're not married. So they right. can get that assistance as yes. long as they don't have any income coming in. Correct. So I said, well, I'm assuming that is an ugly necessity for a lot of people. Like, how else would you guys have insurance? Your dad can't claim all of you, Kenny, or all of the wives. Like, how does that work? 
And two says, well, our family did things differently than most, maybe. At least amongst the polygamous families we knew. Dad and wife number one and three all worked full-time jobs. Eventually, wife three stayed home and wife four went to work because she could only have two kids, so it made sense. So we have three incomes. We did a lot of budgeting, growing a garden, raising our own cattle, making clothes and stuff. Dad kept insurance on wife two and some of the kids. Then wife number one and three had insurance for them and some of the kids. Wife four had insurance from a policy that dad paid for that was just her and only like for major stuff. But we didn't have food stamps and and stuff. Not that we know of anyways. Oh, and then two also said, we aren't a bunch of Bible thumping weirdos. We don't snatch your children and force (coughs) them into our religion or anything. We don't condone the teachings or actions of people like Warren Jeffs. We aren't nasty gypsies. Well, dude, that was racist. And she says, oh? No, she just looked at me. She goes, oh. Oh. Like, it wasn't a question. Like, oh, it was. Oh, I was reading No, it was a legit, like, she looked at me and goes, oh. Oh. And I said, I'm like, um. Then you said, oh? I'm like, oh? (laughs) That's the one I was reading. Yeah, she's like, sorry, I guess I didn't realize. And I said, would you like to be called filthy mormies? Mormies. (laughs) Would you like to be called filthy Mormons or dirty polygs? Okay, moving on. Number six. Having lived in a polygamous household, is it is this something you would choose for yourself? Why or why not? Two says yes, but it has to be the right match for the family. I don't know if it's something we are needing. One says, uh, we have discussed it, but it has not gone any further, like dating or looking right now. We have siblings that absolutely do not consider plural marriage because they don't think it's a necessity, and some think it goes against the covenants that have been laid out since the prophecy of Joseph Smith. LDS haven't practiced polygamy for more than a century now, like openly. So why do you both consider polygamy? Uh, two says, it's different for each person, I guess. I see plural marriage as an opportunity to practice the true principle, and I know people are going to scoff at that, but we have a larger family practicing and upholding the church and spreading the gospel. We keep the family tied together, supported, and, uh, the land stays with the family. In times that take our husbands away, like wars, work, or illness, we have each other to lean on. Some widows have no one. We have multiple sources of income and our husbands can have more prestige in the community. I don't think prestige thing applies, dude. And she said our community. Oh, very, very firmly our community. Yes, that was in all caps, right there. Yes. I said, okay, but like war, famine, disease, um, you know, these things are unlikely to rob you of your husband. So it's more about religion, right? Two says yes, and I realize it is hard to understand as an outside as an outsider of the faith. We are not really at liberty to express and explain all of the covenants to those who aren't worthy. All saving ordinances of the priesthood are accompanied by covenant covenants. A covenant is a sacred agreement between God and man. God gives the covenant. God gives the conditions for the covenant, and we agree to do what he asks us to do. God then promises promises us certain blessings for our obedience. The sacrament allows us to renew the covenants that we have made with the Lord. 
so for those of you who don't understand what sacrament is, sacrament would be the equivalent of your little Jesus wafer that you get in the Catholic Church, um, where, you know, this bread is the body of Christ and this water is the fucking blood of Christ or whatever. Um, when they talk about, and that you take your sacrament every Sunday and Mm -hmm. you renew whatever covenants slash vows you have with Jesus Christ. Um, to me, I, I recently took sacraments. So here, let this fucking, yeah, that face that you're fucking making where you look really confused. All right. Where did you do this? At work. So oh, okay. Have, I was like, uh, yeah, I did not. Church building you? No. Nope. I don't believe no. it. You're lying. <laughs> lie. Lie. Why you got, why why you you got all- to lie, Craig? <laughs> why you always lying? Why you fucking lying? That oh, my fucking my God. Every time. Why you fucking lying? And I just watched Friday, so I got, why you got to lie, Craig? Uh, the church actually comes in to do sacrament and service for Mm -hmm. the facility. Okay. If we choose to do so on Sundays, they came in and they were so nice that I took sacrament. Right? You're like, I don't know. And I could have said no. And I chose the opportunity to like feel the power of the stale bread and water. You just refreshed yourself. But the, the people that came were very, very nice and I used to always see him when I would go see Dave in jail. That I always <laughs> see them do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, number seven is the family dynamic typically that of one large family, or is it separated by mother and her children? And is the family dynamic more like cousins, or is it siblings? Uh, number one says, okay, so here's how our house worked. We are very much siblings. We have three houses built on the acreage our family owns, and then the fourth has a double-style modular home. Each wife has her own home for herself and her kids, and we have a common home, too, like for family home evenings and holidays and gatherings for all of us. All right, so this this part I will explain because I said common house. Because then I immediately think of common room. Right. And then I want to turn it into fucking Harry Potter. Right. Number two said, um, a common house, ours was basically a big prefabricated garage type thing. So it was like a large shop, okay? And it had been insulated. There were tables and everything in the middle. The common house has their teaching literature, their scriptures, a piano for doing hymnals. There's a fireplace where they can gather. Um, holidays were all done in the common house, so the entire family could be there. Because, you know, when there's five adults and 18 children, let that right. fucking sink in, yo. That is a lot of people. I just went camping with 10 people. And eight, that? Eight kids and two adults. Uh-huh. And I thought that was a lot. They ain't nothing compared to this. So they literally have 23 in their immediate family. Nope. Like that? Sounds like torture to me. However. Yeah. Um, they do. The, it has a kitchen in there and the way that it is set up so that they can put their storage. When she said storage, what you guys see as storage is like decorations or baby books or old quilts. They have three to five years worth of food storage to feed 23 people. Mm -hmm. So the LDS believe 
in food storage. You must have enough food for your entire family to sustain you for three to five years when it's, for lack of better words, it's like when the second coming happens and the earth goes dark and you're waiting for like the rapture. Well, and a lot of them do like, like my stepmom, she does a lot of, oh, what are, what are they called? It's like mixes. Yes. So you'll have your dry mixes yes. that are ready so you can make cookies or whatever you need when the um, apocalypse happens. Yes. And they, <laughs> because it's important <laughs> to be able to have cookies. chocolate chip cookies when the world goes dark. All you got to do is add some eggs. So here's the kicker. Um, there are canneries. Okay, this is mm-hmm. something that you guys aren't going to know unless you're in Utah. Ooh. There are LDS canneries. Now, can anybody use these? Not exactly. But you can be invited to go and partake of what is there. These canneries are industrial grade canning facilities where you can do hot cocoa mix. You can do pancake mix, cookie mix, fucking potato pearls. You can oh judge God. me if you want, but, but I love them. So the hot cocoa mix is like, it's like Ovaltine met Yahoo, mm. Yoohoo in the middle. Uh-huh. That, and it's, mm. by the by, if you sprinkle it on ice cream, it's Ooh. delicious. Like instead of putting syrup on your ice cream, you know how our families would buy those gigantic gallon jugs of the fucking Western family mm-hmm. ice cream. And then they would crack open a can. Of hot cocoa mix, you could have hot cocoa with your ice cream, and then you just sprinkle a little bit of hot cocoa mix on the top. It's delicious. Sounds good to me. This is where the Mormons had it right, okay? Now, this facility doesn't do just dry ingredients. Now, they also, you can harvest your gardens. You can take it in there. For some reason, jam, like making jams, for whatever reason, peaches, tomatoes... Mm -hmm. Like when, or pickles, cucumbers, vegetables, they literally. If you get peaches around a Mormon woman, that shit is in a can within 30 (laughs) seconds. It's true. like, oh, peaches, you have more than one. Let's can that shit. And I am all about this shit. Everybody. It's true. My stepmom always cans peaches and and they go to Colorado to Palisade and they get the good ones. Oh, the the good fucking peaches. peaches. And then they can them. And I'm like, God bless your canning skills. I will eat them all. Give Um, them to me. It is true, though. Everything goes in a jar. A jar. If it's not in an aluminum can. Oh, by the by, like, if you don't write on those aluminum cans what it is and that label comes off, could be oatmeal. Could be hot cocoa. Could be fucking potato pearls. This is dinner roulette. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it might be fucking cabbage could be corned beef we don't know bon appetit yeah like i feel that though and um, if you're our age and you don't know how to can in utah you're a fucking idiot you are worthless i am uh, my I, stepmom keeps saying i will teach you how to can i'm like i need to learn I need to learn because I, will, I do want to know how to make my own pickles, peppers, and jam. Oh, shit, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that to me is worthwhile. My mom, yeah, my mom just made a bunch of jam, and I, I went to her. Yep, I went and raided her a little bit. Like, a little at a time, so she doesn't know that I took... No, she said I could have some. 
little at a time. I sneech it out. And it's all stuff that she got out of her, like that she grew right. or else that my sister grew. Nice. Because my sister has all those apricots, so she made apricot and she has raspberry, strawberry, and blackberry. Maybe and you it's should all perhaps shit not grew. eat the fucking apricots anymore. Yeah. That was bad. I want to know how many they ate. Um, seeing how it was a forbidden fruit, probably a lot because mm-hmm. apricots are delicious. They are. All right. Um, now, uh, so that they also have their storage in there. She said all the kids can each go to the other houses and so do the other moms. But at night they all go to their own house, to their own rooms. But we spent a lot of time together. Question number eight. How does the financial aspect work budget wise? Is it like you start out with a thousand dollars and it goes into the family pot for bills and then the husband pays a hundred percent of everything or is it divided amongst the household? How does this work? Who has a job? Okay. So they broke that down. They talked about who has jobs. Mm -hmm. Number two says all of the money that is brought in by any working adult goes into one account. The budget is broken down by necessity first. Mortgages, utilities, car payments, tithing, that kind of thing. All of those necessities get taken care of. Each mom has a pretty standard grocery budget for the house. This includes food, toiletries, hygiene, cleaning products, etc. Then each adult gets an allowance for themselves. It's not very big, but after the bills and the necessities get paid and then the household stuff... They separate that, like, little allowance, and they're like, okay, and then that goes into a bank account for that person that they have a debit card for. However, the allowance that is given and goes into an account for just that person, the husband has access to all of it, and the first wife has access to all of it. Oh. All right. So... Uh, the, now going to purchase groceries and household belongings, etc., is done as a four person team. Okay. All four wives get in their fucking gigantic vans or suburbans and they go to fucking Costco and they pile in, they do one purchase that is like, legit when I asked I'm like so am I allowed to ask or is it rude how much did you spend at Costco in a month right I was like I don't want to be rude but But what do you guys spend and so the older girls and the older boys that were like 16 and up 14 and up got to go to Costco too mostly just to haul the shit to the motherfucking cars for 20 for 23 people and pets, she said that a Costco trip could be as much as $4,000. <gasps> For a month? Yeah. Damn. So she said, was it always that high? No. There are some months that it's like 1000 to $2,000. And that is like shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, toilet paper, um, dish soap, like legitimate shit okay so first wife is the boss like she's the leader of the pack so if this were a club she is the president and that that is how that works now does everybody's opinion and information get gathered and you know they come to a consensus on things yes but 
by all means, like, what she fucking says is pretty much what goes. I think I'd have to be the first wife because I'm a control freak. I'm, I'm going to counseling for that. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't Not know. Kidding. I don't know how I would handle that because I'm sure that there are different situations that are handled differently. Like, yeah. I know for a fact there are different situations that are handled differently by other people that are better than how I would do it. Oh, you know for what I mean? sure. But, like, I, I am not 100% sure... I would be against plural marriage for se- like several reasons, but I am not, I don't think I would be okay with the intimate factor. Yeah. That's the only thing that I would have that a would problem be with. Hard. Cause I think I would absolutely love, cause I love kids. I love, like, it would be nice to have somebody to help out with everything. Like it right. would be cool to have like a little built in friend that's there. You guys work as a right. team. But I don't think I could share. I know I couldn't share. I'd be like, bitch, you just touched my man. You're going to die now. See, and I know that, like, I'll, I'll explain later because I know when the question gets asked. They weren't, like, when he left in the morning, when, when their dad left in the morning, it was goodbye to everybody, a kiss, like, on the cheek to all the, all the wives. Goodbye. So they didn't, like, they, they didn't intentionally flaunt Right. Like, um, signs of affection or intimacy or snuggles, cuddles, you know, that kind of thing in front of the other girls. And so I think it was like, they knew how the, and I was going to touch bases on it on the schedule. Like, how does that work? Right. Cause I'm like, yo, that's to me, like, how do you avoid sharing like snuggles, kisses, hug goodbye? They were like... When my dad left in the morning, it was like literally the man went through and like, have a good day. Goodbye, ladies. There's no morning dry humps. There's no like making out and no, I couldn't do that. I like, honestly, I don't know if that happens before he gets up to leave that house. Like Like who? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm just Um, thinking about how I act in the morning. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) You know, a little dry hump. Give him something to remember before he leaves. <laughs> Why are you coming home? This is what you're coming home to. Oh, man. <laughs> and I get up, put my contacts in, fart, let the dogs out, feed the guinea pigs. And, and I'm then like, you can dry hump. Get up. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. Okay, question number nine. What is something you actually enjoy about the dynamic that you wish were replicated in two participant, even three participant relationships? Uh, number one says, this doesn't make very much sense. Three plus is literally polygamy, so I don't get that question. Do you? I said, okay, yeah, that's fair. I don't. Like, what do you, right. like, what do you, what, I'm not sure what you're asking. Like, what, what about the dynamic do you wish you was replicated in monogamy? Um, that doesn't happen. And the reason why is because the only the only way to get that is to have multiple wives or multiple husbands. You know what I mean? And then, you know, when she's like three plus, well, that's literally polygamy. Like that is plural. So. Yeah. I don't understand the question very well. I think I kind of get it, but I don't know. There, there is no way to replicate plural in monogamy. There's just not. No. Um, unless it was like 
the whole fact of how they only discuss problems in private, like that maybe, and and that could be, um, but the so when I asked about that, I'm like, the, you know, they were like, our our parents very much keep what is adult and what is between them is like Fight Club. That shit stays between them. We don't talk about yeah, Fight Club. The first rule of polygamy is you don't fucking talk about polygamy. Um, they're under the impression that the information and things that you share with your kids should be pertaining to the family as a whole or them specifically. Your relationship, your problems, your anything that is in between marriage, that is the adults, that is marriage, that is between husband and wife, wives. Wives. Yeah. All right. Which, I mean, that's something that Spencer and I do. Like, our, if we're having problems, whether it's emotional, mental, financial, work, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Those problems, we don't make those our kids' problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is the last thing I want to do is to take adulthood and make it part of their problem, too. Like, why should I? If my kids ask me for something or they need something and I don't have the money for it, I simply tell them, not right now. You got to wait until payday. You got to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't ever tell them no unless they're like, um, so I found this gold-plated toilet brush scrubber. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? A, you don't scrub the toilet. B, they get 99 cents at the dollar store. Yeah, like... They're even cheaper at the dollar store than a dollar. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like, if it's something completely outrageous, I obviously tell my kids, like, you're... Don't be fucking stupid. You know, but... Which... I said something to my son in public the other day, and this lady turned around, and you could tell that she was completely disgusted with what I said. Oh. But I turned around, and I looked at him, and I was like, I'm going to need you to put your thinking cap on, because what you said was fucking retarded, son. (laughs) And he was just like, yeah, you're right. And he walked away. You're right. And I don't even remember what he said, but, you know, my kid will spout off with something without fully thinking about what comes out of his mouth, much like I do. But I just looked at him, I was like, that was the stupidest thing I'll hear all day. Check your fucking self. Check yourself. Hit before you yourself. Wreck yourself. So, I d- anyway. I that. Question number 10. Is it anything like on the TV shows? They make it look super easy, but I have a hard time believing that nobody gets jealous. Does anybody ever get jealous? Two says that series on HBO is pretty accurate for most of it. That made, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get into that again here in a second. And that's when you said big love, which yes. Yeah. So. And number, number one says, yeah, there are feelings of jealousy to say that there aren't would be bogus. We are human and fallible. Whoa. I, I knew what I was trying to say, but the. Some of the ways that they, like, the words and some of the things that they say and the way they, they talk, you can tell that they were raised differently. Yes, definitely. Emotions cannot be removed from our brains and hearts. There are many things to consider, not just jealousy. There is envy and feelings get hurt over things like pregnancy and such. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So this was, this was really big. I said pregnancy, like how? And... Number two said, like, if two wives are trying to get pregnant and they must get extra time with the husband while ovulating. Um, If one gets pregnant but the other one does not, there can be times of tension amongst the wives. It's a big deal. Right. So they have had, and and I'll explain, they have had pregnancy problems. Oh. Now, remember, 
if you rewind to earlier in the conversation about wife number two or wife number one only had two kids and wife number four only had two kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So that reminds me of, I'm trying, I'm really trying not to like compare it to TV shows, but the girl on sister wives, the first wife, she could only have one kid. So that is, I think why some people consider modern day polygamy is because of pregnancy and um, reproduction issues, because that's what opened the door for this family. I don't think that it was something that they had fully accepted, embraced, and like considered until that was actually right. a thing. Number 11, is there a hierarchy in the household, is, or is everybody treated, treated equally? Number two says, God, husband, first, second, third, fourth, and so on and so forth. No, I'm pretty sure they meant just the wives. Yes. Two says, oh, yeah, first wife is commander of the hen house. Yes. So first wife is club president. Everybody else has an opinion. They actually have a meeting, like a day, where all the wives get together. They talk about what's getting done, what's not getting done, what needs to get done. And this includes, like... My, um, my baseboards are coming loose and those have to be addressed. They literally sit down like it's a fucking board meeting. They talk about like, listen, this kid is not doing well on their times tables. They must get extra tutoring. So the wives that stay home, the wives that stay home actually took online courses to become homeschoolers. So... They are educated from grades 1 to fucking 12. They have materials, downloadable materials that they had, not for the, not for like the girls that we're talking to, but like the later kids, Mm -hmm. or they would go into the city. They would literally go and buy that year's materials so that if a kid needed additional assistance, they were all ready to tutor. And then the older kids, like, so if... The older siblings were really good in science or geography or math. They were assigned to that sibling for X amount of time every day to bring up whatever subject that the younger kid was not doing well in to get them back on track. I'm like, Jesus. I'm sold. Yeah. Like that seems pretty fucking legit in my brain. Hook me up. I can get over this. how, How much cooler would it have been if I had another wife or an older sibling that was really well versed in mathematics to teach my kids algebra common core practice because that was all above me right that's it's what i spent my evening doing last night was uh math and i don't over how we can't math i don't math i was like thank the good lord for google i can't even remember what it was now absolute values like i know how to do them but I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain how to do them. And I was like, fuck. Well, there's been times that I'm like, I look at a math question and I'm like, well, I know the answer. I make the answer is 8N. But trying and to do And then my kids are like, the... yeah, but how'd you get there? And I'm like, oh, fuck. That was oh. my exact problem last night. I'm like, so the answer is simple. This is the answer. And then they would be like, write this and draw that to see show how you got to this conclusion. I'm like, no, I don't want to. I know the I... answer. What else do I need? <laughs> When it came to the show, your work, mm-hmm. I I always foundered. So that's okay. what we were doing. Number twelve. Twelve. 
Um, we all know that kids are assholes. How do the children deal with other kids at school? Uh, number one says, we weren't supposed to talk about that in school, like us being sisters and such. Word gets out, though. When you see a big bundle, get off the bus and head to the St. Patrick property, people know. Plus, there was no other dads they knew. We got teased, sometimes bad. The teachers don't always step in to help, but we, but we have a lot of us, so it makes it a little easier. The state came once because some kids told their parents. They couldn't do anything, though, like our moms took care of it. It was scary, though. We really thought we needed to hide or run. Oh, and number two says, well, for us, the younger kids, after... Us got to go to a private school in town, and there were others, you know, like us. And they have, sorry, and so they have it much easier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 13. This may be dumb. Growing up, did you ever get hate for your family's lifestyle? Two says yes all the time, mostly that our dad was a pervert or a sex addict. Did you do normal things like play sports or have sleepovers with friends? <laughs> number one says gosh damn sleepovers <laughs> so that's gonna bug you until you die right and she said yes i'll never ruin sleepovers for my kids if we live plural that's so funny i can relate to her on so many levels about the sleepovers mostly because i really didn't have friends like really close friends and i had i had some sleepovers but i didn't get to have them until i was like quite a bit older see and i remember like, when she brought that up, I remember one of my earlier sleepovers, like, with a group of girls. Mm -hmm. I want to say we were in fourth grade, and the girl's name was Ashley Love. I, I lived um, I lived in Bakersfield, California. She was very tall, dark hair, darker skin. She's a very pretty girl. And she was the first time that I had gone and lived, or, like, stayed at a house where somebody had an upstairs. Oh. Had never seen that before. Now, my grandma and grandpa had... A house that had an upstairs, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a full um, upstairs. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a completely built home with like running water and shit. So like her home, this is when I decided this is what wealthy people look like. Their garages opened with buttons. They had an ice maker on the fridge. I'd never seen that before. How old were you? I didn't even know they were invented back then. We didn't have that. I think we had a green fridge back at that time. Um, this this would have been early 90s. No, I think our green fridge was gone by then. Late. We had a sweet-ass green fridge for a long time. Late 80s. Though. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, their fridge was one of the newest. Like, it didn't have a water dispenser. But just ice? Just ice, but that was enough for me. Oh, fuck. All and I, I was like, ice. oh my God. Like, I'd never seen that before. Her home, she had the stereotypical late 80s, early 90s bedroom that had the the green and cream colored striped wallpaper with flowers, like, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yep. about? And she had bedding that matched oh. with, like, a dust ruffle on the bed. I got that for my birthday one year from J.C. Penney's. It was blue, and it was pretty, and I used it for the rest of my life. No, just kidding. I really just... I still had it till a few years ago. I seriously, like, there are certain things that I was like, holy shit. I know people live like that. <laughs> I didn't know you lived like that. I, my, dude, my family didn't have, like, we, we didn't fucking starve to death by any means, but we certainly weren't living fucking large. Well, and from where, like, when, when we lived down south, people don't have basements and shit. Like, they live in one room 
shacks yeah. and fucking trailers and shit. On stilts. Yish. We had, yeah, we weren't broke by any means, but my stepdad was really tight. He knew how to save the money that he had. Right. Like, really tight. So we didn't live, like, the lavish shit. Uh, where are we? All right. So. Oh, I'm answering again. Mm-hmm. I just, I keep getting off on the sleepovers. Number two said, yeah, we did a lot of normal things. Sports included. Sleepovers obviously weren't the same. We were not allowed sleepovers with regular friends from school. They had to be friends from other families like us, so that wasn't a big deal. But we didn't have really close friends from those families. Like, we had friends, but not the kind you would invite to sleepovers unless you were desperate. Yeah, so it was like your... You know when you have those friends that you're friends with because your moms are friends with their moms type thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then number one said, we weren't allowed to have sleepovers, but we got to go to them when we were older. But it wasn't the same because you're more mature. So playing silly games with fake boys, yeah, not happening. We were 16 by then, and we wanted to talk to real boys. Mm -hmm. You know that game she's talking about? Um, I vaguely recall it. I think I had it, but I didn't ever have sleepover friends. I had the game, but I didn't have a group. That's (laughs) heartbreaking. You're like, I had the game. And so when I did get to have a sleepover with a couple of friends, I didn't have very many, and we drew on our face with lipstick. I don't know why. Like, red lipstick all over our faces. I have pictures. Okay. All over. I had two friends. Number 14. All right, this is going to get hot. So if you need further explanation and I'll kind of jump in and add, because there is some obvious tension, resentment. Yes. Yeah. Is there, the question is, is there something you really despise about living in a polygamous home? Two says yes. And I know my sister is going to be mad when I say this. Yeah. So number one basically turns to her sister She's wearing a fuck you face that would burn brighter than a thousand suns. Uh-oh. She like it immediately fucking. She, she yeah. So then she goes on to say, I often felt like I wasn't special. I was just another brick in the wall type thing. How are you supposed to be special when there's so many? Oh, happy birthday to you and you and you and you. And the gifts were all the same. Clothes were the same. We are not all the same. She doesn't need to have everything the same as me. Get her something different. Why did you have to get my. Why did she have to get my old things? Why did I have to give her anything? If I live a plural marriage, I will not make my kids live the bland same. Same, same. She's like, same, same, same. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I am sister. There are four wives, so why did I have to watch your younger kids? I didn't get much of a childhood because I was tending siblings, sewing, cooking, chores, and I didn't think that was fair. I think that goes with a lot of older siblings. Like, I didn't have 18. Right. I think that, that but, and I and I agree, because my kids had that when they had younger right. siblings. They have, theirs mm-hmm. is a lot like mine. Like, my yeah. youngest ones are eight, or the ones closest to me are eight years younger. So, my big brother and I did a lot of soccer mom. Right. Taking care of, um, you know, mom and dad went out on a date night. That was us to take care of them. Uh-huh. Come home from school, make sure they're dressed. Yeah, that's an older. Yep. Sorry. I'm like waiting for you. And then number one says, you sound very ungrateful and scornful. You did not have it that bad. None of us suffered. Which, uh, 
I don't think she's saying she suffered, but I get it. Yeah. I understand what she's saying. It's, well, you don't, uh, that's, and see, and I let him go at it for a second. Because at this point, they basically went at each other's throats for about 10 minutes. And everything that I had recorded, like, it was basically war gobble, war gobble, war gobble. You know what I mean? Like, words were intermingled with other shit. I kind of wish that we had been able to record that, even just the audio, because it was like some Jerry Springer shit. Without the cursing and, like, violence. Okay, number one is older, right? Yes, barely. Okay. So they were about the same. They're, like, six to eight months apart. So, like, they were the same age together. They, um, they went, they were always in the same grade together. They were always, yeah, so... I can understand not wanting, like, you want your own personality. You don't want to be... Right. And it would have been different if they were legitimately twins. But I think that the moms treated them as such. Mm -hmm. And they're not. So... I get it. Yeah. I get it a lot. And for the younger one to be more upset than the older, because the older got it first. Yeah. Even though it was only a few months. Right. So that's when number one says, sorry, we disagree about some things in our family. Uh, Were there things I despised? Yes. I hated the laundry. I hated how many dishes there were to wash. I hated chores. Um, I hated chores too, but I never hated my siblings like she does. Uh, And two says, I don't hate you. I never hated you. Uh, I feel like she took that way wrong because that's not what I got out of it at all. It's, I'm... Well, but here's the thing. We only see the surface of that. Correct. That is not 18 years of, you know what I mean? So we don't know. No. Like When she's like, I never hated my siblings. I don't know what really transpired between these two. So <clears throat> question number 15. I have two questions. Are, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to read this part. Because they laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> I have two questions. Are you allowed to complete grades all the way to 12 and go to college for the females? And if you wanted to work outside the home, could you? So both girls laughed. I mean, it was like, ah, like belly laugh for a good 10 minutes. Yeah. And they're like, so number one goes, what do they think? We live in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and... I'm like, no, but the FLDS don't get those options, do mm-hmm. they? And that's when the both of them together are like, oh. Uh, and so <clears throat> they were like, oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, She said, or number one says, yes, okay, I understand now. That's really sad. Do people think all polygamists are like the Jeffs? And I just shrugged. And she said, we are required to finish high school uh, to 12th grade. College was up to us. Our dad preferred it. Or like trade school, at least a job core thing. And a few of my brothers did that. Almost all of us had jobs as teenagers, too. After you get married, it's kind of up to you and your husband on the job career woman thing. All the kids in high school or ages 14 and up were required to have part-time summer jobs or part-time year-round jobs. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, grades all the way to graduation. Basically, like, that's how I was, yeah. Normal kids. You have to have a job if you're going to be home. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to finish high school. Question 16. Do any of the wives feel neglected by the husband emotionally? 
Two says, I'm sure this can happen, but there is time for the husband and just the wives to be together to talk about these kind of things. See, you have to understand the wives are married, not just to the husband, but to each other. They do not have group sex or anything perverse, but they must share everything, including emotional love. And I said, are you sure they don't have group sex? And number one says, you're really gross. <laughs> says the polygamist. Hopefully she knows you well enough to know your sarcasm. Number 17. Do you know anyone who successfully escaped polygamy? Number one says, yes, we have friends who come from Bluffdale and Healdale FLDS, and we know some Kingstons. They struggle a lot when they leave, especially the FLDS. They go back a lot. They can't cope outside in the real world. It's too much. And sometimes they don't get to go back, you know, because they are apostates. Mm -hmm. Like the kids from modern families struggle, but not as badly as the Jeffs. They are completely brainwashed and totally ignorant. It's really messed up. What does apostate mean? An apostate is a, per this is what number two says, an apostate is a person who rebels against their God and leaves their religion. They're now sinners and must be shunned. Does your family believe in the practice of shunning apostates? Two says, we don't have anyone in our family that has opposed the faith or left it. Sometimes, or some of the family is more active than others, but we are all baptized and stuff. I really don't see my family shunning anyone if they decide to leave the religion or whatever. I know that dad would be really sad, but I don't see them turning their back on any of us. Okay, so this question is what rustled some jimmies. So, I know, yeah, yeah this was bad. Um, the question asked, number 17, is in a relationship like this, who ultimately benefits from it? Um, I was asked to clarify this question because I was copy pasting them to our guests so that they could kind of prep for answers. And one of them said, this feels like a loaded question as though this person thinks that one benefits more than the other. Husbands and wives in normal marriages mutually benefit. So what do they mean? The, and I know who the listener was, but she said, I'm just curious because you have some situation where the man benefits more because he has more than one partner. And then in some relationships, you have a woman who benefits more because she has more than one partner. So I guess I'm just asking because I've never been in a relationship like this and I'm curious. Is this a polyamorous situation where the man gets more than one wife and the wife only has one husband? Or do, like, how does it all work? She said, I'm ignorant to this, not because I'm judging or it's a trick question. So this, this was bad. This was bad all the way around. Mm -hmm. um, number one was basically like ignorance suits this person. All right. And I was like, dude, are we back to this? Like again, fuck, like either answer the question or don't, but let's get past the butt hurt because I was just like, I don't want to do this all over again. So number two looks at me and she's like. No one benefits. She was furious, by the by. Okay? And when I get to the end of reading this, I'm going to have a conversation back and forth with you. Okay? Okay. No one benefits more than the other person. Each, was, each receives. Needs are met. I don't see how the husband would supposedly benefit more if there was more than one woman with multiple husbands or what. Like, yeah. 
How does she benefit more? If anything, the person with more than one spouse has less to benefit. They are responsible for the happiness of not one, but many. They must provi provide mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual needs for everyone, all, spouses, children, and then themselves. To assume something as selfish and needful as benefiting more than the other is ugly. Does this, does this person benefit more or less in their relationship? I said, I don't know. And she said, maybe ask them. I said, I don't think they were trying to be cruel, you guys, but I understand where you're coming from. So this is how they posed it. Okay. How would I feel if somebody walked up to me and Spencer and was like, so who benefits from, you know, this type of relationship? I'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, who, what do you mean by that? In any relationship. Right. It you should all benefit from the love you have for each other. She's sweepy. His dog snores so loud. I know. Anyway, she, the way that they look at this, like, for you to ask, like, oh, does the man benefit more because he gets to bang more chicks? That is what they heard. What you asked was, he gets to be with more women or he has more than one woman. And they were like, so more sex means you benefit more? If anything else, you're trying to please four times four. Plus financially support everybody. So when they're like, who benefits more? So they asked, was that a male or a female? Said it was a female. Well, they said man or woman. I was like, it's a female. And they were like, is this woman married? And I said, I believe she's in a relationship. And they said, a heterosexual relationship. I said, no, I believe she's in a lesbian relationship. And that is when they took the opportunity to say, how would they feel? If someone from our church, from the LDS church, walked up to her and her girl and said, so who benefits from this type of relationship? That would fly over like a turd in a fucking punch bowl. Lesbians aplenty would be fucking furious as far as the goddamn eye could see. I would be mad if somebody said that to me like... Am I, you know, I wouldn't be mad because I don't, oh, yes, I don't would. tend to get super upset over stupid shit. You would be offended but and I would insulted. Be, I would be irritated. Like, um, like why, you know, is it because he's not good enough or you think I'm not good enough or right. what the fuck? Like, is one of us getting, um, pampered more than the other one? So you know, that's what it's implying is like somebody is getting somebody here. Somebody in here has got to go because somebody is getting more than the other person. That's just not a, an appropriate question to ask anybody in any kind of relationship. It really just does not. Unless it's a sugar baby, sugar daddy. Like, which one of you benefits the most? Okay. The motherfucker in the penthouse. The, is, <laughs> is it the girl? Is it the dude because he's getting the sex or the girl because she's getting the money? But even that. But like, even that even is a that mutual is not fucking okay. benefit. Yeah. That, do you see what I mean? Like, yeah, that's who who benefits more. I don't know. He's banging a twenty-two-year-old, and that bitch is driving a Benz. So everybody's happy. Everybody got something. Now everybody's benefiting. How do you think? Okay, I'll I'll use your brother, who happens to be a homosexual man. How do you think they would feel if somebody from the Westboro Baptist Church or somebody from the LDS Church walked up and was like, so? Who benefits from this kind of relationship? I still, I maintain anybody getting asked that question from fucking anybody is, is wrong. not okay. It's not okay. So while it may have been a question that was completely innocent, I didn't look at it until I said it out loud and got responses that I was like, yeah, all right. And that was like when 
when I was copy pasting, I'm like, that wasn't. That wasn't okay. Yeah, and I like I don't want to bash said listener that no 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 that asked the question. I'm just just for future, just so you know, don't ask that question. Don't ask not anybody. Nice. Not nice. Not to ask nobody. Anybody. It don't doesn't matter who anybody. you are. Don't ask it. Yeesh. Uh, number eighteen. So this may be a dumb question. They all they laughed every time somebody was like, "This might be dumb." They were like, "It probably is." <laughs> well, yeah, and I, and I get the dumb questions because we don't understand. We don't. You know, we don't live their lifestyle. I only understand more because they're my friends. Mm-hmm. And I've already asked all the dumb questions. <laughs> <clears throat> this may be dumb and might even be that you can't answer it. But why is this illegal in the first place? Like, why does it matter if you have multiple partners, multiple spouses? Right. I mean, it's not like anybody's getting hurt. So why does it matter? I don't know too much about polygamy. And number one said, mostly because it's not a social normative thing. There are legal issues that the courts want to avoid, like immigration. And Angel said, immigration how? And two said, because there were a lot of immigrants that also practiced polygamy or bigamy is what they called it. Two, where a person couldn't marry more than one and give them citizenship that way. It's true. Look it up. The Edmonds Act and the moral anti-bigamy was mostly towards the Mormons, but immigrants too. It's really just a social thing, but they always bring it up. Sorry. But they always bring things into it like divorce, spousal support, child welfare, etc. Mormons aren't the only polygamists either. A lot of other cultures still practice quietly. Muslims do too. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I actually liked that question a lot because that was something I didn't know. Like, why was it illegal? Well, I didn't know that either. And that makes sense. But still, there's so basically it's just not a social normative. There were people that were trying, like, if you marry more than one woman, do you get more tax benefits? Like, oh, okay. well, then we don't want people marrying and having multiple spouses if you get, like, you can claim all these people as dependents. Right, because they don't necessarily all have to live in the same house. So you could have right. your wife and child or children in this house, and then you have your other wife and children in this house, but you're not actually married. You're just legally married and living off the benefits. Exactly. I get it. So it's more or less like a, hey, hey, you there in the back. You only get to claim one wife and two kids like a normal motherfucker. He's like, but I got lots. But Not I my have fucking so problem. Manies. I have all the manies. Look at all the manies. And they're likes. like, I don't give a fuck. That's it. It's illegal. Fuck this. You're Boom. not allowed. And I think the other thing was because our prophet, Joseph Smith, and all of his well-to-do plague buddies were collecting very young wives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that in large part is, again, why they were like, okay, you cannot marry multiple people. You cannot collect multiple, you know, you you don't get to go to the post office and get more stamps. You don't get to go <laughs> to the mercantile and get extra flour. Like, no and no and none for Gretchen Wieners. Yes. <laughs> so, no, no that's kind of how it works. Well, that makes sense. Okay. <clears throat> Um, da dum da dum da dum da dum da dum. Nineteen, I think. Number nineteen. Do the kids feel like they have multiple moms, or is each family separated from one another? And is that something that they like or not? 
Number one says multiple moms, but you're obviously closer to your biological mom. We house separate but together. Uh, I just want to take you to the property and do a Mormon version of that TV show on MTV that did the celebrities' yes. houses. That was, uh, we left, so I'm like, cribs? And two said, yeah, that show was ridiculous. My dad would freak out if there, if there were any TV cameras filming his homes. You know why? Not because they're polygamists. Why? Well, they're strangers. They would know what we have. They would steal everything. Oh, God, that sounds like so many people I know. Right? Like, come in my house. You'd, you'll be like, I, the, I know there's nothing I want to steal. from somebody else and put it in your house because you don't have shit. Yeah, we, we're going to need to do a recon for you. And we need to get you some shit. Um, the, that question, though, made me think of the Manson family. Because that's how Charles Manson, because he was against biological mothers, because biological mothers are bad fucking people. They're right. all bad. So he wouldn't let their kids be raised by a mom. It was everybody. And he assigned who got the kid for the day. Like the kids yeah. didn't know who exactly their biological mother or father were in their family. They were just that's, getting raised. It takes a fucking village, huh, Charlie? Yeah. And... <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, when your biological up, mothers are by it. Well, you know, based on how Charlie, mm-hmm. the things that happen to poor Chuck as a baby, you know, it's not every day that your mom fucking leaves you at a bar or trades you for a fucking pitcher of beer. So, you know, eh, I'm just saying me. I'm, I can't take care of him. He's getting in the way of my uh, stealing and luring in man with sex. So I'm just going to have to leave him. Anyway, you're right. Um, number twenty. Do any do any of them ever have hesitations about living a polygamous lifestyle, or is it something they do with ease because it's normal to them? Two says depends on who you ask. Not all polygamous kids want to live plural. Oddly enough, a lot of my brothers do not wish to have multiple marriages. That sounds like a lot of a lot of pressure on a man i know that everybody sees like oh look at all these wives look at all these ladies that's a lot of pressure on a man he really is so for her to be like oddly enough Mm -hmm. most of my brothers are like one and done bitch one and done good with that 21 do they want to live polygamous lifestyle when they decide to marry two says depends um did they ever dislike one mom or a family Number one says, I loathe wife number four. She is not my cup of tea. And number two says, LMAO, wife number four was a bit of a surprise to everyone, and she's not well received, and it happens. I can imagine. Like, it's hard enough getting one stepmom that you like, and let alone three. Right. So, okay, I'm going to, this is the one that I was thinking that it was. Okay. I'm going to. Talk about this a little bit. Says, why, I told him, I said, why do you guys look like the cat that ate the canary right now? What the fuck? Explain. So, number two said, she's very young. Not like 13. She was 22 when she married our father. We literally went to school with her. Oh, no. <laughs> Lay down, sweetheart. Um, she's barely older than us. Dad took her in as a favor to her father. She was widowed and very young. Remember that time when the mine collapsed when all those miners died in the 90s? Mm -hmm. Her husband was in there, so she was allowed to marry at 16. Then she was widowed at 17. She was pregnant when she was widowed, and it was a real hardship on her. 
Now, when they say that she was 22, because I, I was like, yo, some numbers, numbers ain't adding up in my face. Mm-mm. Keep in mind that they were in school with her, but they also went to a school that was K through 12th grade. So, a little bit different. They said she was barely older than us. She's actually several years older. Okay. But, um, so yeah, there was a mind collapse in the mid-90s. She was 17 years old, pregnant widow. Okay? So, years and years and years later, well, 22, 23, she gets remarried to their dad. Lynn said, dad refused to take her in at first. She, he agreed when she was 22. I said, so two kids aren't your father's biologically because she's wife number four. She has two kids. I'm like, oh, so those two aren't his? And Lynn said, oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, both of her daughters are biologically fathers. Her first pregnancy resulted in a stillbirth because of problems with the placenta. Okay. It was really bad. That's why she only had two babies. She couldn't have more. Her pregnancies were really hard on her and high risk. I said, do you think your dad loves her? Yeah, this is when, like, Angel opens her mouth and fucking things come out. And you're like, wait, never mind. I just wanted to think that in my brain. Yep. And um, Sometimes I need to tell my fucking face inside voices <laughs> and, like, honor that. Is that and something then, we should think or something we should say? Yeah, like, <laughs> I need to tell my brain inside voices. Like... <laughs> Brain is for buddy inside, mouth is for assholes outside. Like, <laughs> Well, this is when number two said, that's really not appropriate for us like to answer. I think her relationship in our family is special. The circumstances were odd. We should have worded that differently. Dad wasn't obligated to marry her. I said, but you did say it was a favor and that your dad refused to marry her in the beginning, so... Number one said, Dad said no until she was older and wasn't making a decision as a grieving widow. The circumstances are special. Now I feel bad for being mean. And two says, ha, lelolel. Lelolel. She laughed. She's like, ha, you still don't like her. So what difference does it make? She got a point. Um, Number 22. Did your dad have a favorite mom-kid family? Two said yes. Dad always loved my mom the most. She was his first love, his first everything. I think that if my mom had been able to have more children sometimes, I think he wouldn't have had multiple marriages. That's when I was like, um, so but wait. Y'all are like six months apart. So that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. I'm like, um, how does that make sense? And number one says, she's lucky to have been conceived. Her brother was first. And then the doctor said that because of her mom's reproduction problems that she would be unlikely to conceive more. That's why there's so many years between him and then us. So dad and her mom agreed to plural marriages since she was not supposed to be able to give him more children. So he married my mom and they started a plan for children. And then surprise, wife number one gets preggers with the miracle baby. And then boom, wife number two is preggers with me. Yeah, man. I said, seriously, you guys legit sound like a TV show now. Like you plagiarized from them. And number one says, maybe they took their plots from us. 
I said, holy shit, are you fucking with me? Is that where big love comes from? And Chio says, ha, 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 no. But it made us laugh when we watched it. The show was so good, but I really hated the gratuitous sex scenes. It was really unnecessary. Gratuitous. Sorry, that's like, there was a lot of gratuitous fornication. Like, what did you just say? <laughs> well, that's why you said sex sales, dude. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Sex sells, man. Like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. And two says, I guess so. And I hated the ending. I think we all did. But do you agree that it was fairly accurate? Two says, um, mostly, especially when they focused on the FLDS corruption. And number one said, and to answer the rest of that, our oldest brother is dad's favorite. The firstborn son is always very important. And they make uh, it sound like a cult, like fucking devil worshiping. Well, the my first bun, born son. Number two said, yeah, it was pretty obvious that Brig was always his numero uno. So do you want me to change your brother's name for the show? Uh, two said, that's a nickname. I think we're okay. Um, okay. Number 23. Do the wives feel like they didn't get enough individual attention being from a larger family with multiple wives? How do their household finances work? I hope it's okay to ask. Do they think that polygamy lifestyle are based... Do they think that polygamy lifestyles are based on religion, truly following the word, or does multiple partners appeal to men because they get to have sex with multiple people, or both? Does the man neglect the wives as far as attention goes? My ma- my husband can barely handle me. I'm not sure what he would do with multiple me's. <laughs> Two said, I think we've answered all of this. Yeah. I said, so how does the husband sharing work? How does the schedule go? How is his schedule? What is the schedule of wifing? Two says, weekly trade-off, unless there is an ovulation happening or something special. I mean, they see one every other day, but sleeping arrangement is weekly. I am sure that it varies in each family unit. When it was just the two wives, it was every other week thing. Then eventually it moved into like one week for each of ya. I think wife number two was the only wife that my... Dad and mom really wanted, like, both of them. Wife number three was more for my mom. She saw how happy my dad was with the abundance of children. And she had a close bond with number two. And she really loved number three before the family dated her. And wife number three really needed us. Okay, so I asked them to explain, like, how did she need you? Number one said, so this is part of why we cannot risk our voices being recognized and having our family outed and such. Like, there's more than just legalities in our life that can hurt us. The law is only part of the problem. (laughs) So, like, what? Like, explain. Two says, she was from Hilldale. She was promised to another and she fled. She was going to be married to her great uncle. Yeah. There was no way that she was going to be able to go back and the world outside of, to go back, and the world outside of Short Creek was really hard on her. She was brought up to the Uinta Basin and worked at a restaurant as a dishwasher and cleaned the office where my mom was working. She was living in her car, mostly. Mom put her up in a hotel in town for a bit to help her. Long story short, she was perfect match for mom and wife number two and dad. And it just worked out really well. So. Here's a little bit of scoop for you. If you guys do not 
know or recall the way that the clan law works <laughs> for some of these places. Um, there are numbered men, okay, mm-hmm. within their priesthood. The lower the number, the closer you are to God. And there are lots of numbered men. The man that she was supposed to have been married to was a numbered man. And he was like number seven. Damn. Right. So they attempted to find her for a long, long time. And whomever was responsible for helping her flee, whoever was responsible for bedding, wedding, well, it goes the other way, wedding, bedding, and procreating with her, like that shit was punishable by death. Oh, damn. Type shit. Right. Number 24. Society needs to mind their business. Yeah, we fucking do. If you're happy, then I'm happy for you guys. Love is love, no matter what. How did you guys meet? Number one says, thank you. That is really nice of them to say. Um, Have you thought about including anybody else if it's the right time? Two says, my mom and dad were high school sweethearts. Her mom is a second cousin to my mom who was also raised in the faith. Oh, her mom. She pointed to her sister. That's, yeah, sorry. I figured that out. Her mom. Her mom is a second cousin to my mom who was also raised in the faith. Third wife was a work friend of my mom. Number one that my mom brought home from my dad to date. And you just heard about number four. The women who we have considered are from others in the community and church. Yes. Number 25. Have you experienced seeing struggles with infertility or sexual dysfunctions in a, polygam- in a polygamous family? Um, number one says pregnancy issues are the worst. Yes, it does happen. Like my sister said, sometimes it's the opening of a door to plural marriage. It's sad. It creates a lot of sadness, resentment, and anger. I don't know about dysfunctions. Finger quotes. Clearly, my father did not experience this. <laughs> but there are men who have had their wives reassigned when they are infertile or impotent. Impotent? Impotent. Impotent. <laughs> I can't read. Impotent. Um, I said, what the fuck is reassigned? Number one says, most of the time you hear, quote, reassigned, it is in FLDS. And it is when wives are widowed or a man is being punished and his wives are taken and reassigned to another man or men. Usually a man only has one wife when they figure out he cannot produce children. So if the wife wishes, they can be reassigned and sealed to another man. When we say reassigned, it's a nicer way of saying divorced. I've been reassigned. Reassigned. Twice. Uh, let's see. Have you seen or experienced divorced divorce in a polygamous marriage? Two. It's rare that a marriage dissolves into divorce unless there are infertility issues. I have heard of divorces that are spun from drug or alcohol abuse, but I have never known anyone personally. Yeah, the question was, I've seen st- statistics that infidelity is as common in polygamy as it is in monogamy marriage. Have you seen or experienced infidelity? Number one says, no, I'm sure it happens. Humans are fallible. Yes. Uh, 26. How do you deal with jealousy amongst the wives if one gets more time with the husband? We've talked about that. Two says, I'm sure it happens, like during ovulation especially. You have to accept the bonds of sisterhood as they are, I think. Uh... (laughs) 
So this is, I'm, I'm just going to let you guys know. The questions following this continually graded on the girls, like badly, um, enough that like there are still some harsh feelings. The question said, is there a concern about STDs? So time out, time out. Right. I have comments. Do you walk up to a monogamous couple and say, do you guys worry about STDs? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> No, I don't ask anybody that, but I ask who I'm going to be with. Like, go get your do dick you tested. Yes, I worry about it. What, do, do you? Really? I worry about it. I didn't say I ask. I said I worry about it. No, like, if you were married, like, if you were married and one of your friends all willy-nilly was like, so, you worried about STDs? If he's fucking around on me, absolutely. But other than that, no. But no, I wouldn't ask that. Why do you ask that? That. It's kind of my my point is like, do you guys worry about STDs? Would you worry about STDs in a marriage? No. You no. shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. I immediately took offense to that because my husband is very faithful to me in every way. So I would be very butthurt if one of my friends or somebody just asked me like, ever had gonorrhea? No. STDs not a big thing in your marriage. I what the fuck? I sort of understand where they're coming from because you're bringing in other people, but when you're bringing in somebody else, they're usually a virgin, correct? All right, and keep so reading. They don't. Okay, I'll read. How about I read instead of talk? Two says, is this person for real? Like, how would they have STDs in a marriage if you're being faithful? Lord have mercy, these people are crazy. I said, okay, but your dad marries wives two through four. Were they all virgins? No, we know they weren't because number four was mm -hmm. a widow. So, that being said, how is that addressed? Okay. Two says, ah, okay, ideally the wife would be a virgin. I am not sure how this was addressed with my father and his brides, but I would assume they went to um, to test for blood type stuff. Like, before marriages for the RH issues, they test for STDs, too. My mom, wife two, and, my mom, wife two and three were previously unwed and childless, so, my, so to my best knowledge, they were virgins. Only number four was a widow who had bed prior to my dad. I do not believe my father to have sexual relations outside his marriage or prior. Which, see, yeah, she, I get it. Like, if the other women coming in were not virgins, right. then I get it. So, so that's that, the only way I understand where they're coming from in that That makes question. sense to me, but it, like, it took me a second. Because, like, when I first read that question, I was like, why would husbands and wives, why would a husband and wife had, have STDs? Like, the only thing you'd really need to worry about is a yeasty. Like, if one has one and then oh, dad right. carries it to the next one. But oh, that's easy. that's a fucking horrifying thought. I know. But yeah. it happens because you don't know if you have a yeasty sometimes until... Oh, I fucking know. Oh, no. Okay, so I fucked up the uh, the question numbering. It, it picks back up in a minute. <laughs> Does it? Okay, that's so nice. three, four, five, and then 28. Perfect. Well, because people ask multiple questions, and I think that that's what happened when I was, like, trying to break it all yeah. down. Okay. Uh, is the marriage arranged, or do you get to pick your husband? Number one says we pick our spouses. Arranged is really only in FLDS and clans. 
If arranged, what happens if you're not attracted to your husband? Two says this does not apply to us. I don't think it matters to the men who marry or arrange for these girls. These are disgusting bastards that tarnish the principle, pedophiles, and sodomites that hurt children and ruin the name of Mormons. Uh, let's see. Can a woman refuse to marry? Number one says, I don't think this is an option for FLDS and clan women, which is part of them escaping polygamy. 28. <laughs> well, which is more like 32, but whatever. Yes. Uh, not too many questions. Sorry, but I grew up along the... Okay, so this was one of the questions, and I know who asked this. Hello. Hi. Okay, so this was one of the questions that made them pretty uncomfortable, not because the person was being mean or anything like that, but because it's pretty fucking obvious that this is how small our town is and this is how easily somebody could, if they wanted to, open the door and be like, plagues! Yeah. Says... Not too many questions. Sorry, but I grew up along the river next door in the sense that they were our closest neighbors to a polygamist. When I was naughty as a little girl, my grandpa would tell me that if I didn't straighten up, he'd marry me off to the neighbor. No, Papa, no, I don't want to be the fourth wife. I was terrified that the guy, I was terrified and that guy became, became the boogeyman of my child, of my childhood. Now that I'm grown, though, he seems to be a decent guy. All the wives live separately around town. I don't think he actually visits any of them terribly often. If you didn't know already, most people would never realize they're polygamous. I know that some of his relatives around town, and when he was together with his and know that he was together with his first wife for 15 plus years before he got into polygamy. He never had much of the religious aspect to inspire the whole thing, so it surprised a lot of folks and his family. When he decided to have three wives. Well, you seem to know an awful lot about one person for never, like, really knowing that person, you think? Yeah. So, not being rude, not taking a dig, just keep in mind, that's how the rumor mill starts. That's how people talk about other people. That's how people get outed for their lifestyles. Mm -hmm. That is why... Nobody wants to come out and talk about it unless you're monetizing it like sister wives. And then they ended up having to fucking leave Utah. Oh, yeah. They had to go to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, two says, we know who you're talking about. That's funny. I didn't realize that polygamists were the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, in Russia, it's Baba Yaga. <laughs> and she said what I was just getting ready to say. That's a John Wick reference, right? I saw that. I like it, but it was kind of raunchy. I'm all raunchy where? Like, where was the raunch? And she said the, she said she means the swim pool scene. Yeah, so her sister's all, ugh, she means a swimming pool scene. The boys are in, like, Speedo-type swimmers. Remember? Mm-hmm. They don't, they were like, ugh, that's so raunchy. All right. I'm like, I loved that movie. Let me show you some Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Do you know many polygamists that pass as, finger quotes, normal enough that people don't even realize the situation? Normal enough. Normal enough. Number one says, can we know who she is? I bet we know her. I said, I don't think it's fair that I re reveal the identity of listeners if you want to keep yours a secret. And two said, that's reasonable. I wished it were easier to tell you guys who we are. 
who they are, like my parents, others who actively live plural lives. Like, I know several of your friends on Facebook are daughters of polygamists. I said, yes, they are. Two says, there are many in the basin who are polygamists. They are people you know and probably know some of them well. If you suspect them, please don't out them. They are your community members, too. And, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know any of them. You do. I probably do, but I don't know that they are. Yeah. That's how it works. Do you feel like there's a substantial difference between polygamy without the cult religious aspect and polygamy that's just more of a lifestyle choice? Two says without the religion aspect, it's just a choice to live plural. Like, I guess, committed. So if you're in polygamy, you're actually married. Like, that is how you view that. If you're not, and you're just having multiple intimate relationships, it's polyamory. So, there you have it. Um, How often have you encountered polygamy without the religious aspect? One says a few times, but it's very rare for us, especially in Utah. So, the only time that they ever came across that was when they had a... um, It was basically like a convention for polygamists. Oh, And it was actually something that happened in Colorado. And when they went, there were some families that showed up that were living plural, but they were not LDS and they were not received very well because in their, like the whole purpose of living polygamy is to live the covenant and the principle. Yeah. Covenants, plural. Um, I'm curious about the difference, similarity between polygamy and polyamory from their point of view. This has been answered. Like, it was asked multiple times. So, this is kind of where, okay, plenty of people knew the difference. Yeah. So, later, I'll just give you guys a little, little spoiler alert. The polyamory polygamy thing is where shit went sideways. Yeah. So anyway, well, um, is polyamory what? Nothing. I oh, was I said answer. is is polyamory seen as inappropriate? Are multiple partners? Are women allowed to have multiple partners? One says there isn't a reason for women to have multiple partners. Why? Two says. Uh, creating life within a womb does not take multiple men. Polyamory isn't, isn't something we are like against, but we have more of a commitment to our faith and to our spouses than in polyamory. I think if you take marriage to the kingdom and principle out of it, then it's polyamory. Our dad would disagree, but that's the, that's beside the point. And I think this is why they continue to get so angry Mm -hmm. at the progression of questions. Yes. Um, this isn't mean to be, this isn't meant to be insensitive or anything. I legitimately, legitimately want to know, is your biological mom the one who takes care of you or is it shared among the wives? One says it is a shared task among the wives. Do you have multiple people call that you call mom or do you call them auntie or just by their name? Two says I call my mother mom. I call the others by their name. Uh, one says, I call them mama and then their name. Some of us just say mom and that gets confusing. So we say mama one or mama two. Um, questions. I have a lot. Sorry, not sorry. I'm sure I know how to word. I'm not sure I know how to word these, but I'll give it a shot. Are the communities the guests live in unspoken polygamous communities? Two says, I have no idea what that means. I said, neither do I. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like. 
do, after reading it, do people know that that is a polygamous community or is it like an unspoken thing? Um, we all know. Like yeah. we've driven through certain outlands in the basin. We're like, that's a polygamous community. That's a polygamous community. But you don't like, everybody knows, but it's not like you sit outside with fucking torch and pitchfork. Bring out your kids. We want to <laughs> see if their eyes are too close together. What do polygamists look like? <laughs> uh, this is, and on the seventh day, Jesus created the bolt action rifle to get rid of the dinosaurs, the homosexuals, and the polygamous children. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, and if you live in a place that isn't, do other community members accept or alienate? Are you open about the polygamy or do you have to hide it? Number two said, number one says, we live in a regular community, but there are neighbors that, um, are, sorry, but there are neighborhoods that polygamous or areas, very rural, rural areas that are polygamous. No, we are not openly polygamous. We cannot be. It's against the law. Like a lot of people know that we come from a polygamous family, but is, but it is unfounded. The people who know that we are, they are too. Um, if you grew up in a family that was polyamorous, was this... L okay. Mm hmm. Me right. Just so you know, this is... This is it. This is where shit goes fucking awry and our episode will be coming to a stop directly. <laughs> if you grew up in a family that was polyamorous, was this lifestyle something you feel like you were interested in for a while or was it something that appealed to you when the situation presented itself? Two said, ugh, people really do not have the vaguest idea what the hell they are talking about or, or asking us, do they? Please, people, for the love, educate yourselves a little bit for crying out loud. That glowing box in front of your face does more than just Facebook and YouTube. You have a wealth of knowledge at your fingertips, yet you here you are, lumping two totally different things into the same. It's insulting. Honestly, it's like, did any of you even think to look it up? Do you think to look up the difference between the two? Nope. What about this lifestyle was more attractive you attractive to you than a polyamorous relationship? And what was it like coming out, for a lack of better term, to your family? Uh, one says, this is the most cringe-inducing set of questions. I thought you told them we come from a polygamous family. I said I did. And I, okay, oh, so this was part of like the listener question is said, I guess I just compare this to being LGBTQ because of the non-accepting nature of society and all the ways of living. I suppose I assumed that there are, there are polygamists as well, but rereading this, you're the daughters or sons. So I have one more. If you are not looking for a polygamist relationship, do your parents accept that you want to be polyamorous or do they expect you to live like they do? Um, <laughs> by the by, <laughs> um, yeah, fuck it, read it. Two says, coming out, good grief. You should not compare LGBTQ to polygamy and for the love of Pete, stop making polyamorous life. Mixing polyamorous. Like, quit making it. Sorry. Stop mixing polyamorous lifestyle with polygamy principle. We don't want to be whores of polyamory. Jesus Christ on a cross. I really feel disappointed with your listeners at this point, Angel. It's really insulting. I mean, I'm on the verge of using profanity right now. A polygamist relationship, my hell. 
The LGBTQ community is nothing like the polygamous community. They have fought for their own strife, struggles, and are totally different from ours. They have been persecuted and murdered for their lifestyles. Give them the respect they deserve. Give them the re- give us the respect we deserve. If you know the difference and meaning the letter the difference and meaning of each letter in LGBTQ, then you could damn well look up the difference between polygamy, polygamy, polygamy and polyamorous and come to this table more educated and prepared. Polygamy is marriage, sacred covenants, a holy bond. It's not a pile of squirming bodies that decided to have sex outside marriage with whomever they please with no purpose other than gratification, no commitment, a lifestyle of polyamory. Holy shit. Hi. Hi. What are you what are you thinking? Um I think that that was pretty rude. Like she's getting upset over all of the shit that they're saying about her, but it's okay for her to say that about polyamory. I don't think that's okay. So, what you're doing is removing the religious aspect. Because if you went to your dad and you were like, hey, bye-bye, I'm just going to fuck a bunch of different dudes. I'm not marrying anybody. I just want to have, like, multi- your dad and your stepmom would totally not be fucking okay based on religious, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, she, you have to, like, people aren't, I'm trying to justify this and it's not really a justification. Any single religious individual looks at polyamory as filthy. That is the truth. That is the truth. I'm not spiritual people. I'm not saying that like you don't, not people that have a relationship with God, people that are in organized religion. And if you try to debate this like with me, I'll call you a fucking liar and I'll debate with you because there is not a single motherfucking church going. I don't care if you're Catholic, Episcopalian, fucking Baptist, LDS. I don't give a shit. You go and tell any one of those people that are in church on a fucking Sunday and say, I am polyamorous. I have multiple partners that I have intimate sexual relationships with. And they are going to call you a fucking sinner. They're going to tell you your lifestyle's fucking filthy. Remove the polyamorous, though, and they're going to say the same thing. Yes. If you say you're out fucking everybody under the sun, they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, you whore. Yeah. But you know what makes it all okay? If you marry them. Well, yeah, that's well, what I did. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> so polygamy, the I'm difference like is. I'm. <laughs> Pivot. I like to Pivot. get married. I marry everybody. So. Who's next? Sorry. Oh, man. So the difference is. You are marrying and each person that you marry comes with a sacred bond. A covenant. It's all religion. Now, continually ask a person that religious these kinds of questions. This is the response that you are going to get. Well, and I think she's so upset, too, is because she doesn't, in her mind, maybe, it was all coming from the same person. No, she knows that, like, well, this last set of questions, she knows came from the same person. It all came from one. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you're constantly mixing, like, you don't put everything in the same bowl and keep saying polygamy 
and polyamorous yeah. and polygamy and polyamorous without this person, like these types of people spazzing the fuck out. Now, here's where I think that this person legitimately had a reason to be fucking angry. That little glowing box in front of your face would have told you the answer to almost all of these questions. Right. Was it funner to ask people that I knew personally? Yeah. Was it funner to get like personal, like information? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sure. Because you can get better answers than what you Google. Oh, absolutely. But how easy would it have been for all of us to look up polyamory versus polygamy, LDS versus FLDS? Literally fucking 20 seconds or less, you would have known the answer. Now, that being said, that being said, you motherfuckers all know, okay, and I'm not, I'm not siding with one or the other. I'm saying I empathize with the anger and the insult, okay? You guys know multiple facts about serial killers. You will get on Wikipedia, Murderpedia. We watch Mindhunter. We've watched this. We've watched that. Not a fucking one of you took 25 seconds to Google the difference between polyamory and polygamy. We waited for the answers to be handed to us. Literally. Like, that's pretty... I could see where that would be fucking insulting. Like, you couldn't look up just a little bit of it so that you, like... Right. I understand that. On on, on the other side, they... I don't feel like they needed to get that upset. Like, why take it as a personal dig? Because it is to them. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I don't understand the personal digs at other people, though. Because she did the same, I feel like, no offense to her, but I feel like she did the same thing back to polyamory people. Of course. And that's not okay. Look at who you're talking to. I just don't think we should dig, she should have dug at anybody. If she is taking these as a dig, then why is it okay to turn around and dig at somebody else? Oh, I agree with that. Just because you don't agree with it and you don't believe it doesn't mean you should dig at it but look at who you're talking to i get it but it's people (laughs) in general like it doesn't it don't no i know i get it like i'm not disagreeing with you but you can't belly up to the bar with somebody that religious an lds and say certain shit without getting that kind of loaded response for real so I get the loaded response. Just the dig is what got me. The squirming pile of bodies thing. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, is it not? No. What not is it to me? It's not like they're in an orgy all the time. No, but you are literally having. But so are most single people out in the world. So. So it is. A, it is a pile of squirming bodies. Not really, because it's not an orgy. Okay, you're taking that. Way too fucking literal. I know. You literally, like, like, no, you go out and have sex with 25 different people in a month. You have been in a squirming pile of bodies all fucking month long. That is a, that one right there. So anyways, I, I basically like after all of this, I'm like, are you done? And she basically like, she rolls her eyes and like fucking waves me off like Scarlett O'Hara. Okay. She's just like me. That's when number Number one says, if people really didn't take 20 seconds to look up the difference, that's pretty sad. And that's when I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Let's move on. Well, number two looks at me and she's like, you know what? I have no desire to continue this. I'm leaving. Good luck with everything, Angel. Really, I've enjoyed our friendship. I'm upset. I'm irritated. And I just want to go. And I'm like, totally, dude. Go. 
And her sister looks at her and she's like, um, I rode here with her, so I have to go too, and I only have a sitter till three. And I was like, you know what? It's a non-issue, dude. Go. They literally departed that fast. Like, up, hugs. We were like, ah. Uh. I was like, yeah, uh, you guys cool with this? And they were like, yeah, yeah, everything's great. Okay, thanks, bye. And they left. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I am like 100% sure. Like, well, I have talked to number one. And it was brief. Like, hey, how is everything going? And she was like, everything's fine. Everything We're okay. Hey. Yeah. So anyway, it's just one of those things where like I knew like you could see it progressively taking a toll. Yeah. On their nerves about polyagamy. 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 Oh my God. Don't say that to him. Jesus. I know. <laughs> That's what we should call the episode. Polyagamy. polyagamy. <laughs> so I think that perhaps doing episodes with highly religious folks, probably not in our future again. No, because we are all but highly religious folks. I mean, it's okay. Like, it is okay to ask questions. It really is. And that oh, was yeah. the whole point of the episode. But do I do I feel like, yeah, I get where they were angry? Sure. Do I think it needed to be as big of a fucking meltdown? No, I do not. Mm-mm. That being said, maybe don't be a squirming pile, pile of bodies. bodies. And, and uh, stay, stay out, out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.